0: Hey guys and gals, we're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra, and you're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast.
1: Buckle up because we're about to get in.
0: Okay, um, so this, this podcast, um, I'm not going to lie, we're, we're sitting on the edge of our seats right now we are waiting again for our our long awaited guest the the famous the infamous david um from last week our mutual match as we we call him um so he he agreed to come on the podcast hit like i said his work is kind of crazy so he, he's running behind. He's running behind to the show. We don't know if he's going to make it tonight. <laughs> um, so we are working on the fly right now. We had planned for an interview with David and um, he might come, he might not. Um, but in the meantime, we're just going to chit chat. We're just going to, we're going to spitball it and, and talk about what's what's been going on. I feel like there might
1: be some skeptical people out there that feel like David is not real because <laughs> we're like, yeah, he's coming, but like, he might not come. So we'll just like, see, it sounds like we're really trying to make it sound like David's <laughs> real and there's probably some haters out there, but he is real. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's just got, he's got a life just like everybody else.
0: Um, They're like the chances. There's a guy, he likes both of you all and he agreed to come on your podcast. Yeah. Likely story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds very made up. I get it. I get it. Um,
0: David needs to reveal himself.
1: And I'm like, if I were you listening, I would be skeptical too, but here we are. Um, so we're just going to waste some time for a minute. And yeah. what better way to waste time than
0: to talk about Britney Spears? Ooh, yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Because um, we haven't, I don't think I've talked to you about it yet. I mean, I know we both, wa- I think. I think I texted you one night that I was watching it, but I didn't. We haven't discussed we have not discussed so we watched
1: we both watched probably like a week ago or so it might have been like right before valentine's day actually that we both watched it and um it's on hulu for anyone who's hasn't seen it doesn't know what we're talking about who's living under a rock um the britney spears kind of like short little documentary on hulu um but it's from the new york times yeah so let's just dig in. What what are we thinking about
0: this thing? Um I mean, none of it's shocking. I feel like we all like kind of knew Britney was in danger or like not in a great situation. But it's just, it was so eye-opening to like how messed up things were back then. Of course, like when Britney was in her prime and even when she was kind of like having her breakdown, um, or what people considered her breakdown. We were still pretty young at the time. I mean, I feel like when Britney was at her peak, I was in like first, second grade, um, like, you know, when she really blew up. And then I was in like middle school, we were probably both like middle school age when she was kind of having like her breakdown in 2007. So at the time I remember like I was a big Britney fan, but I remember still like thinking like just based on what I saw in the media and the news, like, Oh, she's really going off the deep end. Like she's kind of losing it. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, I hate Britney now. Like I just didn't have a, I was honestly, I was too preoccupied with the Jonas brothers. Um, but by, <laughs> by time, uh, 2007 and middle school came around, but I like I, I feel like I kind of believed that narrative from the media and now I think even before listening to the documentary I probably would have had a little bit more awareness of the world and the media and this and that to be like that probably wasn't the full story and she was probably portrayed a certain way but just like I don't know. It's just crazy. The clips that they show on there and like the questions that they would ask her and the criticism that she got, especially being like so young. And I think people still get that today, but I would say a lot more of it is on social media, which is still horrible and awful, but that's like random trolls in the comment section online. And some of these questions are from like very professional, like high up, news anchors and reporters asking these questions on like daytime television or primetime tv of like I don't even know it was just I was like oh no this would not fly this would not fly in 2021 like you could not go up to some 16 17 18 year old pop star and be asking these same questions like you would get canceled immediately yeah as you should yeah. Just the
1: whole, and this is kind of just bringing me back to like last week we mentioned like the whole Chris Harrison thing and like, yeah, yeah I I don't want to say like, oh, we're just more sensitive now. Like that's not it. It's yeah. not that, like we are more sensitive, but it's like these things are coming to light and we're actually calling people out for them now. Whereas yeah. before it's like, It just, there wasn't like this culture of calling people out on the things that made us like uncomfortable or that we knew was wrong or weird or bad. It's like, I don't think I thinking critically about what we were doing. Exactly. And so, yeah, we recently are like, now we're calling people out when they do things like that all the time. But back then it's like, we didn't question someone who was, like you said, a very professional, very high up person, like asking these questions, we didn't, we didn't think twice about it. We just kind of let it happen. And yeah, we might've been shocked by it even back then, but Mm -hmm. we weren't like, oh my gosh, like they should get fired or how come they were allowed to even say that or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just really disturbing kind of like going back and being like, I can't believe that was actually said on TV. It was just normal. Yeah. And um, I know that I remember watching Um, the little series that she did way back when, which I can't remember if that was on like MTV, the series that they shot where she was actually already under her conservatorship with her dad. And then she like let camera crews come and like follow her around for a little bit. Um, Do you remember like, was it on MTV or was it on like VH1 or something? Like, I don't remember what channel it was on, but
2: I don't remember remember
1: I remember watching it and again I was probably in middle school but I remember thinking like I don't think she's insane like I don't think she's crazy yeah I didn't didn't really buy into the whole like she's lost all of her marbles like
2: I thought
1: yeah she might have had a moment and that's kind of again when like you said I kind of wasn't paying as much attention to her yeah exactly
0: I feel like I just wasn't focused on it at that time Yeah,
1: maybe if I had been a little older, I would have been a little bit more like concerned about what was going on with her life. But because we were probably preoccupied with other things, like you were busy. It was middle school. We were busy. That's when I started getting into (laughs) like punk rock phase. So I was like, then starting starting to listen to like other music. But I still liked her, like you said. Like I didn't have anything against her. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I started seeing her again on TV, and I was like, okay, she looks totally fine. She looks totally normal. Mm -hmm. Um, which was another just like interesting thing to see like, okay, she's got all these things that she can't do for herself, but yet she looks like a normal functioning human being.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just, what's crazy to me is like, yeah, she's in the state that she's in, like, especially now, I mean, like if you watch any of her, you know, social media videos, obviously it does seem concerning. She doesn't seem like of the maturity level or, you know, she just doesn't seem as normal as, um, most people in, you know, her age or her position, but you're like, okay, this girl's been controlled her whole life and like harshly criticized and in the spotlight and all of these things. So like who would be normal? I just, I think had Britney grown up in Louisiana and never become Britney Spears, would she be in a conservatorship right now? Would she be losing her mind? No, probably not. Like I'm not denying that she might not have like some mental, you know, things, but I don't think there's anything that she couldn't get help for and also still have control over her life or not be controlled by people that she doesn't want to be controlled by. And I'm like, this would never happen. To I shouldn't say never, but how often do we see this happening to men in the spotlight? I'm like example A, Kanye West. I'm like we know he's not mentally the most sound human being, and we're not like well we need to put him under a conservatorship and control every aspect of his life. Mm-hmm. I'm like bad. Justin Bieber went a little like not crazy crazy, but he went he had a, he had a moment um of not being the little good boy band guy that he was before. He was doing drugs and acting out and whatever. No one was like, he's a partier, blah, blah, blah. I mean I, I think part of what added to it was the fact that she had kids. Um and people love to Shame, mothers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like that. People love to have their opinion on mothering, whether it's the most basic small thing or bigger things. Obviously, with like Brittany being in the spotlight, but it just just rattles me up. That (laughs) rattles you. (laughs) It rattles me that this would not happen to a guy. Like, I mean. I'm not saying there's no men out there that are in a conservatorship. Like, honestly, I'd like to know how many people are in this because I've never really like heard of the concept of a conservatorship or like publicly know about someone else in one until this whole like Britney thing. So like, how common are these? Especially with
1: young people, like
0: relatively young people. Yeah, like it's not like an old person with dementia or, you know, it's not even someone that's like, I mean from what we know at least like it seems like her mental state again she might have some mental health issues but it doesn't seem like she's a danger to herself and others
1: yeah I don't know I'd never really thought about the whole um like this doesn't hop it happen as much at least in the public celebrity eye with males yeah like I never really thought about that before and then when you brought up like you know Justin Bieber and Kanye West like that really makes sense but do you remember like Amanda Bynes yeah and she's another one of those like celebrities that was like killing it like superstar of Nickelodeon yeah. and then you know had so many successful movies like I loved all of them I've still liked Amanda Bynes like to this yeah. day I love her movies and then I don't know what happened but it's like the system like really messed her up or somebody in the industry must have really messed her up and then she went on a bad path and it's like all the media has to say about her is that she's psycho, she's crazy, she's gone off the deep end. It's like, I don't know. Whereas sometimes with men, it's like, oh, he's just a bad boy.
0: Yeah. Or Or like, oh, he's having a phase.
1: Or he's having a phase. Yeah. But in Kanye's case, it's like, well, he's just a genius. (laughs) He's just mad. Like okay,
0: <laughs> what? I know. I'm like. I mean, I feel like they're just as much of a danger, just just crazy in some circumstances, you know. Quote crazy, not my words, but you know, just using the words that you know the media People uses to describe yeah, a yeah. lot of these females. It just it just rattles me up, and I'd like to I'd like to backdrop this with something else, and that is the fact that TikTok. Is trying to well TikTok and um, Gen Z is trying to make low-rise jeans a thing again, and I'm having all kinds of uh, traumatic flashbacks because <laughs> after this whole Britney situation and the low-rise jeans, and I have I have opinions on the low-rise jeans. Obviously, not a fan. Um, will not personally be wearing them if they come back in style, but. I, I didn't think this critically about it when I first saw it. Like I said, like, again, there's the whole notion of like, we're just thinking too critically about everything or just being too soft or whatever. But, you know, it's it's important to be critical and just think through, you know, some of the things we're, we're doing, we're talking about. And I saw some videos on TikTok from millennials kind of like responding. I mean, I think it's kind of joking, this whole like low rise jeans thing coming back. Cause and, like, I personally whole- haven't seen- many low-rise jeans out there in the fashion world yet like on the racks
1: yeah but- I was gonna say also the whole like side part versus middle part thing is like going around it's it's like it's almost a joke but um yeah I want to hear what you're gonna say because I have seen some TikToks on this too from millennials that do yeah, like a in. little bit of a deep dive on the like mental effects of low-rise <laughs> jeans and a like. Is this what you're going towards? Because I've yeah. seen this if this is what you're talking about.
0: So like the side part, it's just like, it. that's just more trivial. Um, And I will also be rocking a side part. Um, So <laughs> Thank you. I'm just making a statement. I will be wearing my high rise <laughs> jeans and my side part. But some of these millennials on TikTok, we're talking about how, low-rise jeans had their time. Like, their their height was around the same time of, like, when Britney Spears was really big, like, early 2000s. Paris Hilton, Britney Spears. Christina Aguilera, like, yeah. the, Jessica Simpson. Yes. Those were the days. And obviously, as we can – cult like, the cultural backdrop, which we can see from watching this documentary, is that I feel like it was the first – not the first time. I mean, each generation – you know, pop culture wise has their, their icon, their person, whatever. But I feel like just in a new way in a different way for the first time, like young girls and women in general were being like sexualized in a different type of way. The, the beauty standard was definitely like changing from what it had been in like the eighties, nineties. I am not saying that there were not any, beauty standards in place for the women of the eighties, the nineties, the, you know, all the way back there definitely is there is with each generation, Mm -hmm. but more so than ever, it was becoming somewhat more acceptable to wear more revealing clothing, like just everyday people, not just like supermodels or people that you saw on TV or whatever, but like everyday people wearing these super low rise jeans and, and crop tops. Yeah. And all of this stuff. And I mean, that's obviously what you're seeing with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, but then at the same time, there was very much this expectation that you needed to be extremely thin to pull off these looks. And that was like the standard. That's what everyone wanted. I mean, Britney was tiny. Christina was tiny. Jessica Simpson, who was huge at the time was also tiny and talks about like I, I can't speak as much to Christina and Brittany, but I know Jessica Simpson has publicly talked about her eating disorder and just like how much pressure there was back at that time. So anyways, these TikToks are essentially talking about how, like the reason that we are so like fired up about the, the low rise genes coming back is because like mentally for millennials, it represents a time where women were more valued or like the fashion was more based on your body than it was about the fashion itself. It was like how good your body looked to be able to pull it off and less about the aesthetic of the actual clothes. Yeah. And we've but moved away from that.
1: We have moved away from that. And I think we've moved away from it in like a more positive, like body positive way, which yeah. is like, as we should. Yeah. Because now we've got curvy and plus and whatever you want, like all and these. like, if you want to wear it, great. Yeah. But if I guarantee you in the early 2000s, it was no such thing as a curvy or a plus size low rise jean. It just didn't exist. I'm pretty sure it didn't exist unless you just bought a pair of pants that were like seven (laughs) sizes too small for you and just wore them down there for fun. But I, you know what I mean? It's like, that just wasn't the look
0: that wasn't the look. Yeah. It's just, it's changed. And like, I think it just, it's moved to be so much more empowering. Like Now in 2021, I'm not arguing that there is women, especially like just everyday women, street style, whatever, wearing much more revealing or scandalous things than were being worn in 2001 or 2002. But just the culture in general, in the way that we view women, feminism, all the things I feel like have shifted to kind of give the power back to women of like, you can wear whatever you want. You wear it however you want, no matter what size you are kind of thing, Mm -hmm. at least a lot of people are on that train, not everybody. Um, Versus how it was before of like, this is the style you have to have this body to pull it off. And if you don't, you shouldn't be wearing it kind of thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. I was like, they just didn't make jeans in exclusive sizes or inclusive sizes back then. I'm like, maybe now if this is going to be a trend, maybe they'll start making them in different sizes. And like, to those people who want to wear the low rise jeans at whatever size you are, like double zero or whatever, it's like, you do your thing. I'm not trying to say that I don't believe that you should show your belly button. You know what? Free Britney and free the belly
0: button. Like, like do whatever you want. Whatever yeah. You want. I, and like, the thing is, like, I like am of a more like fit, smaller, athletic body type. That's just my genetics, my lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. And I still do not want to to wear the low rise jeans because I'm like, you have to be like rail, like you have to be so thin to be able to, to, in my mind, for it to be comfortable because I'm like, there are just things that need to be, they need to be tucked in. And the (laughs) amount of muffin top I would have right
1: now, if I were to put on a pair of low rise jeans is offensive. It's offensive. (laughs)
0: I'm like it's not comfortable it's just cutting into your uterus when you sit down
1: I'm like and I also have hip dips as well so it's just like not a good look I'm not shaming any hip dips like I'm fine that I have hip dips but I don't have like it's not flatter hips go out like my hips go out and then also back in and that's just (laughs) no that sounds like a nightmare
0: yeah. Like again, where would you want, but like for my body, like that's not going to like look the most flattering or make me feel the most <laughs> confident. I'm not saying I got to wear jeans up to my boobs, but like, I just cannot have it one inch away from my pelvic bone. Like that is not my, my students at work, they're college students. I had to, they were asking me what low eyes jeans were, which like they're Gen Z, they should know. But I was explaining I go. They're basically jeans that if you were to jump really hard, um, something might come out. That's 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 what they are. The zipper's it's about in an inch. Like, yeah, I was just about to say, like the the inseam, like the
1: crotch seam area, was literally like one inch long. Like that's it.
0: How did anyone wear
1: underwear? I know. I'm like my every pair of undies I have right now would for sure pop out of those bad boys. Like-
0: you would have to have extra, extra low-rise undies to be able to wear those. Do you just not wear undies? I mean, at what like the two thousands was the time when everyone wore thongs, and then they just showed, and I'm like, yeah, they that's not a to, look for me. No, they
1: had the the strings, the g strings, like popping out. No, that's not a look for me either. But
0: yeah, and I just my favorite comment of like the the critical um, uh, TikToks that are going deep on this topic was when they said like it clearly was about bodies and not about fashion. They were like, literally look. And they did like a slideshow of all the like trends from the 2000s. Like, do you really think it was about the fashion? You think it was about the gauchos and the the like trucker hats and the low rise jeans with the bedazzle and the like big foam, chunky flip flops. Like, honey, no, it was not. It was not fashion. It was, it was something else during those times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's even people out there that are like, is this trendy or are they just skinny? And like, yeah, they'll show a person <laughs> wearing something in the 2000s who is relatively thin to like modern standards. And then whoever this person is that's critiquing it will put on a relatively similar outfit of a different body shape and size and be like, <laughs> all right, now let's take a look at this. Is it <laughs> trendy and cute or are they just a skinny person? And it's like, odds are they're just a skinny, so skinny person. Because like, look at me, I look horrible and I'm wearing the exact same
0: <laughs> and it's not good. It's just not cute. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That was like, that was kind of a whole rant and tangent on Britney Spears, early 2000s pop c- culture, feminism, body, body types, body positivity, wearing what you want to body <laughs> Bodily autonomy to wear whatever kind of jeans you want. Addy, addy, addy. <laughs> yeah, like do what you want, wear whatever you want, run around in your undies. I don't care, but I just will not be wearing low-rise jeans. <laughs> and you can put that on record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so quickly jumping into our. Bachelor recap, we're not going to include too much. I know we skipped over last week, um, just with the whole Chris Harrison situation. Um, but honestly, this season has just been not really my cup of tea. Like, I feel like I'm just bored of it and I don't feel like I know the girls. I feel like we spent so much time on the drama. We're now at hometowns week and I really don't know like much about these three girls or have like much or four girls. Sorry. Have too much of an opinion on them, or like who I like really think is a good connection with Matt. So, just just not my fave so far. And I know Sierra, you you haven't been able to watch this week's episode yet, correct? But you did watch last week's.
1: Yeah, I did watch last week um, because I had a snow day, so I was able to watch it on Monday night. But this week I was busy, so I haven't been able to watch it. I know it was hometown week and I do know who goes home. So I know that much, but I don't know anything else. So I don't know how the dates went or anything like that. Boring. Um. <laughs> That's kind of what I've heard just around the just blog. Like- I have heard that it's just been kind of boring and that like, kind of like what you said, we just don't know these people enough to care. Be, yeah. To care or to really have any kind of interest in it. So
0: yeah I mean your that's, that's how I feel the dates were really boring the only interesting part and I I'm really not trying to say this I'm not trying to say this facetiously it is kind of funny only because I know that she's okay is when Rachel gets slammed into the earth <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> when she goes like skydiving or something
0: yeah, so like all the I like I honestly can barely remember. I mean, Michelle had a really cute thing with her students, like they zoomed in and they like talked to Matt and whatever. That was cute, but um, the Serena took him to do Canadian things. Honestly, I was like doing I didn't random. Know she was Canadian. No, um, I was like doing random things around my house for that portion because I was like, there's no way Serena is making it. Um. <laughs> so I checked out. Um, and I know Brie did like some, not four wheeling. I, that's not the term, I guess mudding maybe. Cause they were in a Jeep, they were in a full vehicle, but they were doing the same thing that they did on their first date. Um, so they oh, did that. Yeah. They were in <laughs> little ATVs. Yeah. Um, so they, they kind of did that and Anyways, Rachel was the most out there and set up a skydiving date for them and Rachel plummeted to the earth and like she hit it hard. And then when like she sat up, her hair was like literally in a rat's nest and like had like leaves and grass in it. And she had, she said that she had grass in her mouth. Like she must have like really dove into the earth
1: which I just have to say okay I'm again I haven't seen the the episode so I'm I could be totally wrong here but I have been skydiving before I know how it goes I know that you have to yeah Yeah. uh when I graduated college you're like last week (laughs) no I went in like 2015 okay Um, yeah so I went and I know that there's like a person behind you like a tandem person and they tell you what exactly to do to land and like that should not have happened so i have a feeling that maybe she just didn't follow the
0: rules and she stuck her legs out and then no, caused them to do fall. that because tell you how she fell. it it looked like it was like a malfunction because what like,
1: you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do here's what i know from my like, experience she's wrong. You're supposed to let the person behind you touch the ground first. So the front person it's on them <laughs> to lift their legs up and you should basically scoot slowly to the ground until your butt hits the floor. Like there should be no feet touching the ground at all. You're supposed to hold your
0: legs up. Well, they so- they didn't fall that way. They fell horizontally. <laughs> So it looks like, like the parachute or something got like twisted, like right before they hit the ground somehow, like, like they were coming in fast too. Like it wasn't like a coast down, like Matt landed normally like that, but then like literally all like, you just see like, they're literally horizontally falling from the sky. Like she's a line like this. And then she just like, no one's feet were near the ground, not her or the guy, like the bodies were this way. And then they just like, slammed.
1: I was just curious there, just checking because I'm like, I mean, it, she you know could have I been know? wrong,
0: but that's how I remember it visually in my mind, is that they just
1: <laughs> Yeah. I'm not trying to be like, well, it's her own damn fault. Like she should have just listened to the instructor, but I'm just saying I specifically remember that they were like, if you don't do this, like you will hit the ground hard if you because yeah, if, like if I were to stick my legs down first, then I would go underneath the person that's behind. Yeah, like me. you would go forward. Yeah. The so they were very, very clear about cannot, feet cannot touch the ground, like booty to the ground.
0: Yeah. Um, no, she went head thinking, first from the side.
1: That is <laughs> so yeah, okay, I don't think cool. she had control.
0: That's a little <laughs> different. Okay. Well, sorry, Rachel. Um,
1: I know she's fine, but. Um, yeah,
0: exactly. I'm like, it's only funny knowing that she's okay, but I'm like the irony that she planned this date and then she like really okay, we don't so know for sure, sure that
1: she planned it we don't know for sure yeah well
0: been like we got two tickets to skydive you don't want to do that I saw memes that were like yeah great like um if you could make sure Rachel uh just slams into there <laughs> like for like dramatic effect like the producers <laughs> like like don't kill, kill her, her but I, like what does that have anything to do
1: with her hometown because I'm like it yeah, doesn't, definitely.
0: I mean, but I don't think Breeze, I mean, Breeze just like referenced back to their other date. So really only, uh, Serena and Michelle went with hometown thing.
1: Cause I'm like, isn't that the whole point of hometowns is you're supposed to be like, so this is the kind of stuff like I would do on a normal hometown basis. And I'm pretty sure homegirl <laughs> is not just out here skydiving on a regular basis. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, what does it have anything to do with anything?
0: Yeah, but besides that, boring, boring, boring. Um, the families are cool. They're all nice. I have nothing negative to say about any of the families. It goes well with all of them. Um, generally speaking, nothing like noteworthy enough to like Nobody's talk loving. about.
1: Why do you like my daughter? And I'm not giving you their hand in marriage. Like nobody's like scared. Yeah, I mean, anything. like
0: the parents have their questions, but like nothing that I'm like. Let me recap exactly what they said. Um, yeah. So nothing there, but I mean, I already got major vibes from last week's date with Serena P. That homegirl does not like him. Um, well, she seems
1: very uninterested.
0: Like I, get that, yoga- I get that
1: the yoga kiss. I get that the yoga.
0: Yeah. I get the yoga date was kind of awkward. Like it wasn't like something totally normal, but it also wasn't like so sexual, especially if it's with someone that you're going to get engaged to in two weeks. I feel like you shouldn't feel that uncomfortable, like having to like sit in each other's lap or like look at each other in the eyeballs. Like, yeah, generally not the most comfortable thing you just do with anybody, but like if, if you're at the level I feel like you should be at and this is bachelor process, I feel like it shouldn't be that weird. And yeah, the dodge of the kiss on the yoga date was so uncomfy. And I'm not saying like, she needs to do anything that she's uncomfortable doing, like obviously protect your boundaries and like whatever, you know, you, you personally are comfortable with, but I think it just speaks to the relationship that I don't think we're We're on the same page here. He's on a much different page with the other girls that I did not see it working out. And obviously it didn't because Serena sent herself home.
1: Yeah, she kind of made it sound like with the yoga date that like, he's just very like touchy feely. And like, I'm just not, I'm like, okay. But you can't use the excuse of, I just don't want people all up in my business. I don't want people touching me. You can't use that excuse if you think it's someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you can't just be like, yeah, I want to marry you, but also like, don't touch me ever, ever again. Like that, (laughs) those two things just don't, those two things just don't go together. So that was clearly a sign of like, okay, she's like caught the ick or something. Like she's not about it anymore.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. Exactly. So I was not surprised at all, which just kind of made for a boring ending because then, um, Like he picked the three girls left, Brie, Rachel, and Michelle, and we're cruising into next week. Um, And yeah, like, again, you just, I don't have that strong of a connection to the girls. I will say Michelle is my favorite of the three. Um, I love Brie too, but I just, I, I sense a better match between um, Michelle and Matt. Um, Did anybody like say that they loved him or anything like crazy like that? They just said they're falling in love with him, all three. Yeah. I all
1: just three. feel like at this point, I can't tell, like, who's a
0: front runner right now. I think it's going to be Rachel.
1: Like, I, I have really thought Rachel. that, but like I said, since I haven't seen this episode, I was like, maybe things changed. Like, I don't know for sure, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't get any, like, new vibes from just this episode. He just always seems, like, the most drawn to her. And, like, I don't know, like, when they're in a room full of people, it seems like he's looking at her or – I just get that vibe and especially with all the drama that's kind of like the way that it's conspired on social media while the show's been airing just gives me the vibe that she there's a good chance she's our winner I think it's her or Michelle like I said I like Brie I love Brie but I just don't think Matt's gonna pick her
1: yeah I I know this is like kind of trickling into next episode when we've got like the women tell all and then It'll obviously be juicy. I'm just I feel like Matt is probably single right now I feel like he's single I, I'm not getting vibes from him that he's like happily with someone I'm like did you see that beard in the preview
0: maybe he gave up maybe he's like I found my woman I don't need to attract anyone else then I'm gonna grow this beard to repel away I'm just like that doesn't look like the beard of a man that's found the love of his life. That's all
1: I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All okay,
0: I'm saying. okay, valid take.
1: I'm like, I like beards, okay? I, I'm, But not I, that kind of beard. I can get down with a man with a beard, but like that specific beard on Matt looks like he let himself go a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, my mom has strong feelings about his beard as well. She's voiced them to me. Um, not my favorite look. I agree. I agree. But I am looking forward to the women to all because I think it's going to be, if nothing else, I mean, that's what we focused on all season. So I'm more looking forward to the women to all than the final rose because I'm more invested into the drama than the love story right now.
1: <laughs> it, well, cause that's all we've seen literally all season long. It's been about the drama, like yeah. every episode. So yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. Let's rehash some things. I want to hear what you have to say about it because clearly I don't know that. Matt loves anyone at this point, so
0: <laughs> that doesn't seem interesting. Yeah, I know. So um uh, tune in next week for our updates, our commentary on that, and it's it's going to be a good one. I'm going to put my pants. <laughs> I don't know why I'm nervous. It's not like I'm like, oh my god, David. He's it's like Zach Efron coming. i so nervous. He's I feel like just because we've watched, well, like, he's smart. been so long awaited at this point. <laughs> but now it, he's like, a regular okay. person okay take him down a notch okay the bar is
1: down here he's regular i know it's
0: just like you and me david Stop. <laughs> the man the myth the legend david you've arrived on the scene
2: oh <laughs> it's about it's about time it's taking a while
0: it's all good it's all good can you hear us okay
2: yeah,
0: i can hear you guys okay cool where are you at right now uh i'm at home i'm like it's so dark we we want to see your face david
2: oh yeah no that's uh, i've got pretty much just the uh the work vibes going on right now so
0: okay, okay.
2: yeah I'm just, you know i'm just hanging out though so.
0: podcast life right
2: that's right podcast life
0: audio audio is all that matters Okay, David. Well, I feel like the first thing we need to ask you is wh- what was your take on uh, last week's episode of our podcast, of our recap oh, of, of
2: the experience? Of the, of the recap?
0: Yeah. Of our take.
2: Uh, it was, I mean, it was pretty spot on. Obviously, you guys went significantly more in depth than uh, in 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 the entire process from, from flash to bang. But uh, I will say I, I pretty much agree as far as your guys' take on, on what what that whole experience was like, um, you know, a little, little strange. But at the same time, I think everybody is kind of dealing with the same thing. So, like, I think – I don't know who – uh, if it was here – If you said it, but it's basically significantly less awkward than like I had anticipated. Yeah, but
0: at the same time, it was uh, you
2: know, it was a welcome, it was a welcome change of pace to like modern day, modern day dating realms.
0: Yeah, for sure, and it was your first one too, right?
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Which is just, was the fact that when I heard after the fact that you guys both were like, wait a second. I didn't even know how it was possible <laughs> that that could, I, there has to be some form of algorithm or, or I don't even know. I don't know how that could even go about. Yeah. Unless I'm just punking us.
0: I know. I'm like, I mean, maybe there, there's probably not as many people as they say are like on the waiting list or whatever. They're probably trying to make it seem like more popping than it is. But I'm like, there could not have been like 20 of us on Nationwide. If there was, I'm not going to believe it because that just makes me feel too sad about my life that (laughs) David and Sierra were the only ones on and they had to pair us with each other on Valentine's Day. (laughs) I'm like, the waiting room said like
1: 44,000 something people. And I'm like, okay, that sounds a little bit better. But still, what are the odds?
2: Yeah, no. And that's why I was saying like, I was like, what? pretty astronomical to even consider
0: exactly like we talked about it on the podcast the week before we like we we discussed that we were going to do it and I was like what if we got paired with the same person I was like but that's not going to happen that would be crazy and uh, the ma- and then here we are here we are but I mean it, it made for great podcast content this was really not what we anticipated we didn't try to set you up David but
2: oh I'm I'm sure not but I, I thought it was funny that you guys even alluded to the fact that there's like somebody else who's like, oh, like, would you, like there's another podcaster or, or 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 at least alleged, yeah, yes, that he's like,
0: we didn't get the podcasting. To,
2: to, that's right. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I don't. Okay. So David, this is what we need to know. How? All right. Did you just go on one other date? Who was she, and how was that date?
2: It was good. uh yeah it was just one other one okay I yeah I think somebody alluded to the fact that I had no idea of what I was doing or like what was happening through the whole process so I just I made I made assumptions that obviously were not founded when uh you only have three minutes to uh try to appraise the situation of what's going on um but nonetheless I only had one other date and she was great. Um, okay, cool. She's, yeah, she's from Toronto, so.
0: Oh wow! So far, Canadians are far, an option.
2: Super far away. Yeah, we are now uh, <laughs> international. So, but wow. yeah, no, it was great. Um, she was great. Cool.
0: Super, super well, I feel interesting. like interesting. Yeah, you had a good experience. Then, did you guys match? Yeah. night David. David hit a three out of three yeah, on. Okay. Valentine's Day batting average is great for David um as you can hear from our experience it was not so great David you were the only win of
2: well it's, it's kind of <laughs> easy because like you you girls are a little bit more charismatic like you guys actually have you know good good dynamic and personality and that's obviously indicative of your communication skills but at the same time like you, like you guys said I don't know what I would have done had I just like interacted with somebody who was just extremely droll or yeah like uninteresting or not very inquisitive or like so it's I don't know I I guess it's a two-way street right like both people have to be fairly participatory when it comes to yeah (laughs) some form of uh, (laughs) some form of speed dating
0: yeah I have to think too that there's more females on there than there are males like, I feel like the pool was probably larger for you. Um, than yeah,
2: because like, on, top, on top of that, I think it puts guys at a huge disadvantage. they like, usually, because I mean, it, it feels like you're catering or, or at least like, you know, you're, you're definitely humbling yourself enough to say like, all right, I'm going to, you know, not put myself out there, but definitely not cast. You're not like cast yeah. at a super wide net like a lot of people that, can go to a bar drink a bunch and then just start shooting their shot and you're like goodness gracious settle down so it it takes i think it takes a little bit more intentionality which i think has its pros and cons
0: yeah definitely um so i want to know your take on um my experience so you obviously heard (laughs) from the podcast i got rejected on my first date on valentine's day on my first live experience, the world said no um, to me on on that Sunday. David, do you think – we talked about on the podcast. Um, I think even if I, like, so was not interested in the person, not attracted them, whatever, I, like, it's three minutes. I, like, am just – I could not reject someone. Like, just jump off. What is your take on live – live ghosting people I don't I don't even know what to call it would you wait, live ghosting wait live? You, got,
2: you have to refresh my memory because I did I did hear all of it but so yeah. you have someone jump ship like like, you like know, mid, mid-round so to speak
0: mm-hmm. yeah so I get,
1: get up on the for three minutes so he just mid-sentence just hopped out of there
2: yeah right, so here's I don't know here's my here's my overall take on just here's the thing, right, I'm pretty, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm fairly atypical um, when it comes to things like this in general. Um, I don't know if it's by virtue of just, like, me as a person or my experiences or what have you, but nonetheless, like, I've just been, I've just kind of, like, always prescribed to the belief that, like, you just got to be, like, generally considerate of people, like, whether or not, like, you're interested or not, like, like, being respectful and considerate and, like, empathetic yeah, is, like, goes a long way, especially in, like, a realm of, like, online dating where, like, we talk about, like, social media all the time where it's, like, super easy to be a keyboard warrior and just, like, you know, type whatever you want when you don't have somebody, like, you know, right there communicating with you so it's so easy to do it's 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 almost amplified when it comes to any form of like dating app or online dating or anything of that nature because it's so incredibly easy to just exit stage left and not have to deal with any consequences or deal with any confrontation for anything that anybody has to say so yeah. with that it's basically like oh I'm not interested like I'm just going to either stop communicating or I'm gonna just do this. And it just is I think it's systemic to like our culture just choosing the easy way out with stuff all the time. And mm-hmm. saying like, I don't really have to think about this. I don't really have to see this through to completion. I don't really have to like, you know, I don't really owe anybody X, Y, or Z. But the truth is like you you're right, you don't, but you should.
0: Three and minutes. I think
2: people people lose sight of that. And so and I don't think that that's just with that. I think it's like yeah it's a pretty it's pretty terrible when it comes to just like but that's that, that narcissistic culture that just is fostered through all of that which is tough you know and it's like I'm not there to like say that people are necessarily doing the wrong thing either that's on my on my place but nonetheless like it's tough because like brutal you got people that actually care that are that are being an effort and people just don't really want to face that or face you know, not just like you said, not just rejection, but also like, they don't want to face the, like the inherent guilt of doing that to somebody themselves. you are know, like, well, that's yeah, kind of part of the, pro- part of the process, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think my guy, the, the <laughs> when, so how it happened was like hopped on immediately like, Hey, what's up? Whatever. His bio said something like, um, blue chef or blue apron. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like one of those meal kit things connoisseur. And so I like started the conversation of like, Oh, you like love a blue apron or whatever. Like I was thinking about doing it. Like, tell me about it. Give me your best, like blue apron review. And he was like, Oh yeah. Like, let me tell you about it. And then like starts talking about it. And like, he's like mid sentence and jumps off. So I think he purposefully did that. So it would seem like it was like a technical glitch or whatever. Like, not like he just rejected me but luckily it's me and I don't really care. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not the personality to like get my feelings hurt or like be sad about anything like that. But I'm not going to lie. It was a little brutal out of the gate of like, like I said, me and Sierra like recorded them just for each other to like, listen to the audio. And (laughs) I turned to the recording and I'm like, um, I think I just got hung up on. (laughs) And it was like, do you want to start dating again, or like get back out there? And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: like I guess, I guess, I guess we're getting back out there. You're like, yeah. all right, cool.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. It's Valentine's Day. I'm gonna try this for the first time ever. Like, we're giving it a whirl, and just nope, mm, X right out of the gate. But you know, it's fine. It says more about him than it says about me. Um, and then my Girl. my second one was just kind of he was nice but uh there was there was no connection there but again like I said on the podcast I knew from the first second like it I wasn't super attracted to that guy but I stayed on for three minutes because it's three minutes of your life so yeah anyway no I did the
1: same thing I was like mine were all
0: fine but yeah
1: you know i don't think i found my soulmate but i can put up with someone for three minutes like i have the decency to carry a conversation with someone and seem like a decent human being without just like next like that's just rude but anyways yeah. and by you know no that-
2: means like did i like with both of you guys like I, by no means that i like think at any point in time that i'm just like oh like this is awkward or seems like stepping away or anything like that. Like, it's just at that point, I think people have a hard time. Yeah. Like uh, socializing. I don't know. For lack of a better word.
0: Yeah. Like you need some better communication or like coping. Yeah.
2: Even if, if like you said, like, even if you don't find your soulmate, even if you're not trying to like really seriously date or whatever, it's you get to meet somebody who's got an interesting and diverse background and you can hear where they come from and what they do and like everybody's got something unique and interesting and, mm-hmm. and, and impressive about themselves and like if, all you got to do is find that hot button on somebody to like hit that and like they're gonna light up and be passionate about something that's gonna make you excited about something as well and you're like ah, it's sweet
1: yeah well Mackenzie and I were definitely there for the right reasons okay don't don't get us wrong we were hoping that we found our soulmate but um you know it's okay. We still had a good time. Um, but I have a question for you, David. What is something that you look for when you're on dating apps or dating profiles or what have you? Like, what are what are some things that stick out to you when you come across the ladies? Because because we're not experts, so we'll take any advice you have.
2: Uh, uh, I I I am no expert by any means either. I'm pretty pretty foreign <laughs> general to them. But like, I'll be honest. Like, I think the biggest thing for me is just like consideration like even if and again i'm pretty abnormal right because like it puts people it puts people not in a i don't want to say in a precarious place but like like if you don't respond and like i know everybody goes through the same process everybody thinks like all right you know this person's not responding to me like you know are they ghosting me like are they not going to respond are they not interested Do they got uh, they talking to other people and like the worst part about all of those questions is like the answer to all of those is probably yes but even though the answer to all those questions is probably yes that person is still not going to like inform you of that or not going to that which is fine right they're totally entitled to do that but like it's very rare that you get somebody that is you know either interested in you or is you know altruistic in their approach and they communicate effectively to you and they say hey i am not i'm either hey i'm not interested or i am really busy and i just was unable to like text back or communicate um and it 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 goes people don't realize it but like it speaks volumes to their character and I think uh, you know it's very rare it's very rare to me that you find somebody that really is you know attractive and also you know has drive and is successful and is career oriented and is you know independent and motivated and leads leads like a like a healthy and and like constructive lifestyle and you get all those factors, and then, like, the one thing is that they, like, don't have time for it, and they don't consider that, like, oh, other people are taking up their time for this. So I would say the biggest thing I always look for is consideration, because in the end, I think to myself, like, well, if their person's not considerate to, like, a stranger and to somebody that they would even, even be mildly interested in, like, what am I to expect, you know, in a relationship what am i to expect in any form of relationship with an individual because that lack of consideration across the board for people and it really it's not necessarily just consideration but just just empathy understanding that you know other people may be hinging on you maybe not maybe they're not you know maybe they're not like hanging on every word but nonetheless like it's always it's always nice just to let people know like hey I'm busy, I'm I'm, think, I'm thinking about it, I'm just letting you know so that you have the, the peace of mind, and it goes a super, super long way, because I think a lot of people have not even just, like, deep-seated scar tissue, but just, like, chronic scar tissue from it, where it's just, like, it becomes the norm, and it just becomes the acceptable way of living, which I just think is, you know, built for bad habits and bad relationships in the future.
1: Yeah, this kind of touches on something that, like, Mackenzie and I talked about, recently um just about how I guess our new approach is to just like put all the cards out on the table like this is this is what you're gonna get this is what to expect this is how much time I have to commit to this thing and like this is the person that I am Um, because that's like really hard to do because you want to just like be like the best version of yourself and like these are the cutest pictures I have and these are the most interesting facts that I know about myself that might be interesting to everybody and might draw people in
0: oh you're talking about my repelling technique
1: yes but at the end of the day but at the end of the day like you got to just like put it all out there and be like look this is what it is and um again like being considerate of people's time obviously of course but um yeah, it just reminded me of that because, yeah, you don't want to just be like flippant. Like there are so many people on dating apps that don't take it as seriously. I don't want to be like I'm so serious about it, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, people are, just, like no, people are just like, no, no, people just like on there, and I'm like, what is the expectation here? Is the expectation that you do something like chat and then like never chat again, or you're just gonna like message me like once or twice every? 48 hours
0: like I don't know like what's the deal yeah I think that's definitely the hard part is that like people well people aren't going into it for different things like some people are just very casual about it some people are like I want to find my soulmate next week on this (laughs) dating app like that like they're almost like willing to take on anyone or anything kind of vibe um so yeah, I feel like intentions are kind of all over the place and like even though I feel like the apps try to like separate themselves based off of intention, like I feel like Tender is most known for being like the hookup app, but not necessarily. And then like Bumble and Hinge are like more, more dating oriented and then the League it's kind of like new, so it it feels like more of like a serious vibe, but I don't really know. What is your take on the dating apps, David? Like the, the different ones. Are you just on the league? When did you get on
2: the league? What are, the, what, what did you about
0: hear it? about the league also? because
2: uh, of- I don't know. I heard it about it a lot, like actually a pretty decently long time ago. I'm not actually like, I don't really yeah. have a big presence on dating apps, like really any present. Um, that being said, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of was a little bit more reputable in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think when I say reputable, I just mean exactly what you mean. There's a little bit more intentionality with people, yeah. and like obviously go more hoops
0: to like get on it in the first place.
2: Yeah, you have to definitely jump in more hoops. Like you need to like have to like a LinkedIn. You have to like all this other stuff, and it's like and it's totally fine, right? And, Like I think it's totally merited, and like yeah. I think that that's kind of like I think that's like kind of the base level, right? like it's tough because yeah it does it 100% does I mean I would say though it attracts a little bit more of an intentional clientele but at the same time like people are like like myself just like more busy and so it just it falls to the wayside easier and that goes back to that whole like hey like I've just been insanely busy like I'm you know it's kind of like this like I know I was I was trying to like jump on and just like have some dialogue with you girls like earlier, but like, it's like, Hey, life catches up to you. And so, and that's yep. okay. It's just, it's just a matter of like, it's tough. And so I, I don't know. I think, um, I, I, I think dating apps are good. They have their, their place and their purpose with like the right people. But like, you know, someone like me, I, I have little free time and I, don't really have a job where I, I mix with, uh, groups of different people. And so it's not really like where i can like, Oh, I met the person at work. Like it doesn't really work that way for me, which, which is fine. Right. And that's why like what I do. And that's why I have like a good, like work life and personal life balance. And then, you know, you kind of try to try to find it in when you can, but you know, you never, you never know, I guess it's one of those things. And so you just kind of cast a lot of different different rods seeing to see if like one one hits and so you're just like okay well maybe like I'm just not gonna shortchange myself and just be like oh well like I'd never do that like well maybe
0: yeah yeah definitely I feel like that that's like a turn off for me when people are like oh no like I um I recently was talking to someone I'm trying to think when it was but they were like oh yeah like I would never go on like, a. don't know if we were talking about like a live date or a speed dating thing or something. Like, I don't know if I was referencing this experience, but something, and they were like, Oh yeah, I would never do that. But they're like a single dating person. I don't know that just like, I feel like that's like an attitude towards life in general. Like it, it, to me, like paints like a bigger picture of like, Oh no, I'm too good for that. Or I, I wouldn't try that. Or like, I don't know. I just like people that are more open-minded and like, "Uh, I'll give it a whirl at least once kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. And I mean, especially because like you said, like a lot of the people that are on this app specifically are like mostly like, you know, busy working professionals and just like people with busy careers that, you know, you don't like, it's hard to have time for it, but also especially too with like COVID and everything right now, it's like, this is one of the best or seems like almost only outlets to find or meet people outside of like whatever small bubble you already have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk it up to the fact that I'm also busy and that's why I never heard of the league because I'm like, I feel like a grandma over here because I never even heard of the league until Mackenzie told me about it like a few weeks ago before we did this whole adventure. And I'm over here just like, you know what, maybe it's because I'm also busy. And I'm a working woman and that's why I haven't heard of it. So I'm just going to um, tell myself that.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's fine. Um, I, like I said, I got it like a year ago and I was on it for a little bit of time, but it was really slow when I first got on it. Like, I don't think a lot of people were on there. Um, and so I just like, wasn't like, ha- haven't, there was a lot of action going on on there. And so I deleted it for quite a while and just kind of like gave up on dating for a hot bit because of covid and just being stuck inside but hopped back on the horse like a month ago i so. was
2: gonna say i was i think like i've heard i heard about it a, a while back but i can't imagine that it had like a huge like population i know i kind of looked into it when i was a little bit i think it was like in 2018 it's like the first time i heard about it but obviously i never really participated in it wow. so um yeah I, yeah, I think it was around that long have you have you like actually because like I've found too with this like people just by and large are a little bit more busy on this and so like I I have yet to like really even like connect with anybody on this thing so I'm like oh okay yeah I'm just gonna keep just keep doing my thing
0: <laughs> keep trying um yeah I mean I've like matched a decent amount of guys but the I feel like well, one, like you don't like for the longest time I got zero notifications, but now I get some notifications of messages. So like you don't get the notification that you have the message and I'm not like checking the app every day to see if I get messages. And I'm sure it's the same thing on, you know, guys other end. And so I feel like it's really hard for conversations to like really get anywhere on the app sometimes. And like, again, people could just be, sorry, I'm playing with paper and that's why that just flung up in the air. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, but I think that could be like part of why it's hard to like get things going. And the fact that like, it doesn't really let you narrow in on your, um, location. So like, it'll give me a lot of people that are in like the tri-state area, which is fine. And like, I'm someone that I'm like open to dating someone that doesn't live like 10 minutes away from me, but I feel like not a lot of people feel that way or think that way. And so they're not really that serious about like getting anything off the ground Yeah, in my experience.
1: Yeah, I am new to this entire app. So I have um, zero matches and except for you, David, except for you. You're my first one. So I have nobody and it's you and the concierge. So I (laughs) really am not doing so great. But also I haven't devoted a lot of time to the app as well. So I haven't given it like a full, full shot, but, um, yeah, I think your assumption is correct that there's just a lot of busy people out there and they're choosing to use this and that's just making it hard to connect with people in general. So
0: I don't know how to overcome that. Like, I don't know how to be better, but I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. It just takes time. It just takes one. You only got to find one, you know, just keep <laughs> searching um that's motto um Sierra any final questions that you have for David um, I kind of want to ask
1: something that has nothing to do with the dating app but I don't know okay. what i will to ask um Dude. just I just want to know like a random fact about you because I didn't get to learn anything about you in the three minutes that I talked to you so that's true we you- only know that you have a giant map all we know is you have a map in your living room and uh
2: okay so um so the giant map cause I know that was a huge that was a that was a big sticking point so um I got the map a long time ago um I, so like I know it sounds I know it sounds like really really like basic of me I guess but like you know everyone says like oh I love I love travel like I love travel traveling is just my like my hobby it's like you know what what do you want to do with the new year I want to travel like I just know I hear that all the time but like my whole like life has been surrounded by traveling um and not traveling to the nicest of places um so I have a lot of experience with that Mm -hmm. um when I grew up you know, my parents, you know, you know, God bless them. They, uh, they were, they were able to like facilitate me seeing the world and seeing like lots of parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, so which, you know, eternally grateful for them for, and I think that from a young age, you know, I was in, I was walking around Israel when I was 15 and I was like, all right, well, I'm seeing like all these interesting places and I'm seeing how small like the United States and the American culture truly is. And, you know, it just, it made me realize that I was like, we are, we are in this, like, like completely like sealed bubble. And because of that, um, I don't know, it just like kind of incited a passion in me to just not just, not just, travel you know not to go to you know spain and greece and london and france and all the all the really stereotypical touristy spots but like go to places that like you know aren't great that you see like the the worst of humanity and you see just absolutely these things that like go unnoticed unseen through the world so um you know i've been to every single continent um and i've seen things that you know A lot of things that are stuff that I wish I hadn't but like at the other times like things that I think I should um and I think it's made me a better person and it's made me like definitely a better man and definitely a better just human being I guess um and so because of that that map is just like my reminder of how many different cultures there are and I've had that map you know since you know I think I was out on my own and um you know I constantly look at at it it's like super detailed and it's really big and yeah it's, it's like takes up the whole wall it's, it's like a really like i think everybody that ever comes into my place always the first thing they do is they see that map and they immediately just like get gravitated towards it and they all just walk up and they all start looking at it and they all start pointing at places and stuff so i i think i'm I, if, if anything i'm batting a thousand on people doing that into my into my place so um but yeah i i think that that's the big thing about the map So, you know, like I said, I've, I've been, I've been a few places. So uh, I really, I really appreciate that aspect.
0: Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's super cool. That like you've had all of those experiences and um, clearly you are a man known by your map, um, apparently by your own like friends and family and also um, via the league and me and Sierra, that is, that is your connection point right there. But Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like I'm glad that we've gotten to know like a lot more about you personally, more than just your map from our three minute, um, dates. It sounds like you are, um, atypical in the, the field or the pool of men out there. So maybe, I mean, we've got like all female listeners, you might get some more ladies coming your way, David, people are going to be writing into us saying (laughs) we want to, we want to contact David, Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that you were able to come on the podcast. Any final words for our listeners or questions you have for us final comments?
2: No, I really, I, I appreciate you guys at least extending the invite. Obviously I know that took, I know you guys even said, like, I know this is going to sound crazy and you guys reached out, but I was like, oh wow. Okay. So I really appreciate you did. Um, and like you said, like, all good fun i really appreciate just at least like the perspectives and like yeah i've never never been on a podcast so i mean the the, the by and large of just jumping on and being able to just say that say your two cents uh yeah i guess if anybody does end up ever seeing me again on a on a call of any nature like the map will be a dead giveaway so the cover's blown (laughs)
0: There we go. There we have it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, David, and we will hopefully stay in contact with you and see see how your journey goes.
2: Yeah. Thanks, All ladies. right.
0: All right. Cool. We'll see you, David. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
1: Well, there you have it, guys. Um, that wraps up this episode of the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We thank you so much for listening and sticking through, uh, the roller coaster of topics that we went through this time around. Um, so we just ask that if you have not subscribed, please do and follow us on Instagram at girls gone gap. Um, but that's it for now and we'll see you next time. Bye.